Episode 3 of Art Matters is here. I'm Theron Gibson, and this podcast is produced by Art UK, the online home of the UK's public art collections. Find us online at artuk.org and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at artuk.org. Be sure to spell out the word dot on our social channels. This is the part where I remind you to please, please subscribe to this podcast if you like what you hear, and also use the hashtag Art Matters Podcast on Twitter with your thoughts on what we're discussing today. By now, you may know that Art Matters is a series of taster discussions on the intersections between art and popular culture. On this episode, we're discussing women artists in the digital age, and with me is the woman behind the Instagram account, at the great women artists. The account was started in 2015 to highlight and celebrate contemporary and historical female artists, and just this past November held its first exhibition at Mother London. Welcome to you, Katie Hessel. Hey, Farron. Hiya. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So um, to start out, could you tell us a little bit about what you do with your Instagram and why you saw the need for an account like this. So the Great Women Artists, as you said, um, celebrates female artists on a daily basis. And this could be varied from, you know, unearthing the old masters, um, Renaissance and Baroque female artists to young, spotlighting young grads. Um, I kind of felt the need for this um, because what's great about Instagram is that it's, it, you can create this destination which is very accessible and anyone can access and it's very inclusive and it's basically I wanted to create a destination where people could learn more about female artists because as we know from all the Guerrilla Girls statistics they um have been mainly overlooked in the in, in the history of art. Mm. Why do you think that that is the case that that women artists have been kind of minimized in art history? I think it just I think it goes hand in hand with women being spotlighted in just history generally um, but I, I do feel like there is a kind of resurgence at the moment for uh, learning about women artists because it's not it's not really like there weren't any out there. There definitely were, but um, they just weren't recognised as much. I don't know. It's, it's it's interesting in the in the Renaissance times. I guess um, it all began because women artists weren't they were banned from having uh, apprenticeships, which is how mm-hmm. artists got started. Um, but a lot of the time artists did get started from um, their fathers being artists, which who taught them and yeah. So do you feel like social media or the internet is having, is contributing to our ability to find out more about these, these overlooked artists? De- definitely. I think the, the internet's really wonderful as a platform to showcase women artists. Um, I think first of all, because especially artists who maybe launch themselves on Instagram or, or not even they're trained artists, but they have Instagram accounts. What's, um, what's, what's really interesting about the internet is that you don't have to have an identity that conforms to age, to gender, to race. So there is this lack of prejudice, which I think could be a factor uh, to why women artists are actually getting more recognition because everyone's, there's kind of a, a, a state of equality on the internet in a way. Yeah. So how do you find and, in- collect these artists that you're featuring do they come to you or are you digging through history books a combination um yeah well it's it's kind of great because I spend my life going to exhibitions and I studied history of art at university and um it's something that I always love and you know now I have this Instagram that I have to find unearth these female artists it's it's just great that I can actually utilize all this research that I'm doing and um, utilize my knowledge and 
send out to the masses. And um, I think I just, I, I mainly find them just through articles. You know, social media is also such a big one. I follow pretty much every gallery and museum and there are loads of, you know, social media stars who are who share art on their page. And that's just, it's just great that, you know, this, this thing that was often quite elitist maybe is now being super accessible and just being enjoyed and celebrated by everyone. So there's so many mu- museums that are opening up their online collections and um, or opening up their collections in online databases and, and things like that. And websites like Art UK, uh, which try to um, be the home for these collections and allow people to look through various artists. Do you find that you've been able to discover and rediscover lots of women artists who've been lost in in the history of of art yeah absolutely I think yeah I've actually read a few articles in Art UK that have actually reminded me about certain artists which is great because obviously there are so many out there that you often forget just yeah it's it's what's what's also amazing about female artists who are from history is that they always have a really interesting story to tell as well um their, their paths have never been very conventional and kind of learning about that through these articles is is really great but also just you know something like art uk i've i've actually discovered where artists are based <laughs> so there are a few american artists like um clementine hunter and alice neil who i love and i didn't actually realize they were in collections in the uk and yeah. i didn't really realize that collections uh like the american museum and bath even existed and i'm actually definitely gonna um plan a trip there because i had no idea i'd actually be able to see an artwork by these people yeah, Clementine has an interesting story. I read, um, I, I read the other, I recently in the story on Art UK, and it it is exactly the kind of thing we were talking about earlier, where she was a bit lost, and um, she she was a kind of Southern artist who self who was self taught, self made, and then I think artists like that somehow do somewhere disappear. I don't know why that happens. Yeah, I think she has something crazy, like nine children as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But where she found the time, in like, in like hundreds or something of, of, of paintings that she made, or, or thousands maybe. It was something really um, grand, a, a grand number that she had produced in her life. Yeah, no, totally. And it, it's it's so interesting. And I, actually, I think, kind of coming back to your question earlier about why women artists are overlooked, you know, there's, you know, a history, women historically always had to look after children and um that's why so many artists are actually recognized later in their life because once they've had children especially someone like clementine who's had nine uh it takes up a lot of your time so um but then also maybe after you're gone they they kind of find your works and then champion you as well and say hey my mom was a big deal yeah yeah i think that there probably is some of that yeah, totally. I mean, especially someone like Alice Neil, who's my favourite um, artist, and who actually was the inspiration behind uh, the Instagram, because I'd basically been studying at university and discovered her and really thought about her place in the art world as a woman in the male-dominated abstract expressionism in New York City. Yeah. And she's someone who made such prolific um, portraits that are so contemporary, um, in a weird way, because they are just of people and people from all different classes and races and ages. And she just painted the people who surrounded her. And she wasn't recognized until the 1970s when she had a, she was born in 1900. So she was, um, and she died in 84. So she was, you know, it was great that she was recognized in her life. She had a retrospective at the Whitney in 1974, but, you know, even someone that there, there were so many artists who actually people are rediscovering now and like Clementine Hunter and mm. people are really getting into folk art and outsider artists. And it's, it's just great that, and I think, you know, social media is also something that has definitely um, helped this as well. 
So that that's the other side of things. It because it helps you to um, discover artists through you know Instagram accounts like yours. But then on the flip side of that, I wonder, as an artist, do you think it's helping women to? find their place in the art world is it giving them a voice that they didn't have yeah I think definitely um you know like I said earlier that there aren't many prejudice with the internet because if you don't really know what age or race someone is so for example I, I put on this show last year as you mentioned uh which was all about women artists who use Instagram as a platform for their career mm-hmm. um and these women I mean they all had to be from London and around London but they were you know, super, it was a super diverse group of people. And what was amazing is because obviously I have this Instagram that I do every day and spend a lot of time on it. Um, I meet so many artists through that. And actually I then meet them in real life because what's, I think you always have to remember with Instagram is that, or online, you know, it's, it's a platform. It's not the real thing. Um, so I think it's also really important that you do see these works in real life. And, but it's, it is great that, there is this amazing community and support system of female artists and the art community on Instagram. And also it's, it's not just, you know, um, it's, it's all types of artists. You know, you've got people like Jeff Koons, Cindy Sherman, uh, Ai Weiwei, they're all experimenting. And actually Damien Hurst does of a few weeks ago as well. Mm. They're all really experimenting with this um, platform, which is just, it's, it's super interesting and no one really knows where it's going to go. So it's, it's great. And also there's definitely a vibe out there right now of like women kind of banding together to support and uplift each other. So I wonder if there's a feeling of, um, you know, with an account like this, women supporting women and uplifting each other and, and kind of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And also just breaking down these barriers of, of, of kind of how elitist sometimes art institutions and art writing can be. And it's not, you know, the way I write and the way a lot of other people write today, uh, it's not dumbing down art at all. It's basically just simplifying it so everyone can enjoy it. And I think, you know, my, my Instagram, I hope, you know, the followers are people who have no art education to people who maybe have a PhD in art. You know, it's, it, it's for that accessibility for everyone. And, and, yeah, there is this amazing support system of, I think, I think, so many underrepresented uh, genders or races. I think there is an amazing community online that really supports everyone and showcases their work. And it's basically really intrigued to find out because they've been so overlooked for so long and there's so much great talent to be discovered. Yeah. And then I wonder what, what, what the impact will be of this, for example, as because history books are rewritten all the time, aren't they? So I wonder mm. if yeah. now, you know, for someone sitting down today to write the next world art history one book you know is is are they going to now go in and insert those female artists where they should have been I mean yeah it's it's interesting I mean who knows yeah Um, yeah that's actually a really interesting question you know someone like Gombrich or uh yeah I I mean I really think these women artists should be placed into the history books but it's I still think there's so much to be done and I think that uh Linda Nochlin who was also the inspiration behind the blog um who who wrote the very famous essay in 1971 called why have there been no great women artists you know she actually talks about how uh there's a lack of sort of diversity in education which is also why uh this has been the case so i think it's it's really important for schools and universities to basically integrate uh female artists into their syllabuses because then it just it it normalizes it and equalizes it it's um i think that's the that's like the, the first Thing that we have to do before women get into the history books and <laughs> are rewritten in their right way. I feel like in the past that women were kind of taught, and this is maybe, you, you know, 
um, upper class women who were taught, you know, certain accomplishments. So that would be, you know, playing piano and needlepoint or something. And I feel like painting was one of those things, which is why it's odd to me um, that (laughs) somehow it didn't trend into creating more prolific women artists of the time. I know it's uh, totally. And and actually um, I wrote an article about a year ago uh, on relations of female rock artists and have now actually been really trying to dig into who they were and finding out more. And there's this one called um, Sophonis Banguasola, who was, uh, I think she was born in about 1932 in Cremona in Italy. She, um, uh, she was actually an unusual case. Uh, have she somehow got an apprenticeship because her father basically didn't have? He had seven children, but his seventh ch- child was a son. <laughs> so he treated his um, daughters as a um, he treated his daughters um, as sons in a way, she... and tried to like get them in the career. And, and completely, you know, she was a woman. She was only told to paint self-portraits and portraits but actually she really cleverly interwove scenes of like the virgin and child scenes of narrative paintings um interwove them into her paintings even though she was restricted to this one genre uh, because yeah it's a it's a clever it's a clever way of um (laughs) yeah subverting the, the rules of of propriety i guess which is really exciting and bold yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, you know, someone like Elizabeth Vigée Le Brun, who was Marie Antoinette's, one of her favourite painters, you know, she interwove all these styles and narratives and in a kind of cheeky and cunning way. And people weren't really noticing at the time, but looking back, you know, these women who were so, um, you know, they probably had a barrier up against their careers. They really kind of fought. And it's just amazing that you know, people still know who they are in 2018. They must have made such an impact of their day. Yeah. So what do you think is the, um, because we're talking about kind of portraits of, of leadership and things like that, um, of Michelle Obama's recent um, portrait unveil at the, is it at the Smithsonian? Yeah, yeah, it's Smithsonian in Washington. Yeah, I mean, personally, I've been following Amy Sherald for a few years now and really uh, like what she does. She you know, she very much challenges the audience to see um, differently, um, uh, you know, exclude the idea of colour as race. Uh, but I really think Michelle Obama's portrait is this landmark in history. I think it's really brilliant. And it's, I don't know, and I, there's been so much chat about, does it look like her? Does it not? And I think, you know, in this culture, which we do have, um, all our information is so instantaneous, we don't have to decide now if we like it or if we... You know, I, I think it'd be really interesting to see how this portrait does evolve in history and how people look at it in 50 years. But personally, I think it's amazing that she, you know, commissioned someone like Amy Sherald, who, unlike Barack Obama's portraitist, uh, is way lesser known. And, you know, supporting women, supporting women of colour, it's, I think it's a really bold and brilliant statement and just points towards the future and a really hopeful future, even though we're living in quite backwards times well I thought it I think it's a really nice um message I I always say how important uh representation is and and um being able to kind of find heroes that look like you and I I think it's nice that she chose someone in a way that kind of looks like her to do Mm. do her portrait so that it's an example to other people who look like yeah so in that way I think it's really impactful um Again, like the notion of like women supporting women yes. and these communities supporting, it's 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 so brilliant. And someone like Amy Sherald as well, she's 44, but she's um, 
you know, battled with a lot of health problems and she's kind of a bit of a late starter to her career, but it's so brilliant that she's been spotlighted. And I think, you know, someone like Michelle Obama, who has so much um, influence, chose someone like yeah. her. It's such a bold, I love the, 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 the bold kind of pattern and the, the blue and mm-hmm. it's, it stands out majorly from um, previous portraits of totally uh, for it of first lady and, and and of barack obama but it's beautiful like it stands out in a beautiful way i think you know it's and, and also the way that you you know what you're saying about it stands out from portraiture there's something so clean and minimal about it that has no it's not tainted with anything yeah. and so you, you can't really look back and you can't really look forward but it's it's this unknown mystery to it which i love so if, yeah. So if someone wants to find out more about female artists, um, either both you know contemporary and historical, what would you advise them to do in terms of how they can seek those those artists out? Um, head to my page. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you know there are, there are so many great publications like Art UK and Artsy that are really spotlighting female artists um, more than ever. And I, I do think, especially with this year being a hundred years of the vote and um there are there i think people are there is a massive uh change is, which is going to happen and also you know the take directors maria bullshaw and francis morris you know we have you know the two of the most important people of our are women which is so cool and they really have a hat on in the sense that they are aware that people need to learn more about women artists and also it's just brilliant because there are so many out there that deserve to be known and it's 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 yeah, really great I definitely feel like the internet has um with all its pluses and minuses it definitely has opened yeah. <laughs> up information and it makes learning about these things so much e- easier yeah absolutely. so uh, hopefully it's you know covering both sides in terms of helping people to get their voice out as a as an emerging artist but also going out and discovering these women artists like you've you've discussed in, today and and also feature every day on on your Instagram account yeah definitely i mean the thing is like you know in art schools i think there is definitely a statistic that there are more women and men than men going through art school and definitely in art studying art history at university mm-hmm. on my course i think there are about 3 boys out of 100 maybe yeah, yeah. um but um, you know, there there are so many women behind this subject. It, it it does seem funny that they aren't really recognised. But also, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was actually at the Hermitage um, the other week. I was in, in St Petersburg, and uh, it was a shame. I was I was looking. I basically had because obviously it's about four million artworks that you have to go through. I was kind of told by my friends that I had to. Um, <laughs> narrow down what I wanted mm-hmm. to see so I obviously chose all, all the female artists to go see but they they actually weren't on view for a lot of them which was a, which was a shame were uh, you able so, to see them online the, yeah yeah okay yeah which was great and and that's what's great about having collections online is that you can see these works but you do want to see them in real life but also someone who wasn't looking at the collection online and going around the hermitage um you know wouldn't actually know about these female artists because how would they know if they weren't there? So I, I do think there's, it's important for museums and institutions to put out as many female art, just to, just to kind of interweave it with their... Yeah, rotate the collections. or Totally, yeah. totally, yeah. To speak to your point there, I think that is such a um, good tool to highlight um, in terms of not just looking at things online, but use the online resources to find 
um, what's out there, where they're located. Art UK has that feature and then go see them in person because we had, um, I think you were there at the London art fair. We had an exhibition Mm. this year and it was really crazy to see these paintings in person. I think you just forget the impact of seeing something in person. Definitely. There was that, yeah. Yeah. Because you see it online all the time and you feel like it's the same, but it totally is different. Yeah, and, and I remember that Lubaina Himid, uh, which was was it chosen by Rose Wiley? I can't remember. Yes, uh, but it's it was it was so monumental and huge, and I was not expecting that at all. And I don't know, it's it's something about there's something quite fun about seeing an image online or on Instagram, and then actually seeing it in real life and being yeah. like, oh my god, this is the texture's completely different, exactly. the colors completely different, the scale, and yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's I really, I'm really glad you brought that up because that is so important. Don't just stay online; like use online yeah. as a tool, and then go see these things in person. Yeah, okay. exactly. And actually, the, what, what I discovered as well when I was at the um, the London Art Fair, seeing that Lubaina Himmed was that uh, there's this collection in Cambridge, um, Newhall College. I'm sure you know about it, but. Um, for the listeners yes. uh, there's, <laughs> there's um, they actually have a the largest collection of female artists in Europe uh, which I never knew about so I'm gonna definitely gonna go check that out which is so cool yeah. have uh, content for years yeah exactly get, get years worth in one trip <laughs> I know definitely well thank you so so much for joining me today this has been a great conversation and just thank you so much for having yeah, me yeah just a really positive you know, conversation about like supporting artists of all kinds. So it's really great. Um, you can follow the great women artists on Instagram at the great women artists. And I'll be posting uh, a link to this Instagram account and any additional information and artists we mentioned in this discussion over on Art UK. Uh, so that link is artuk.org slash about slash art dash matters. I know it's long, but please go there. (laughs) And um, I'll also be putting up a bit of information about Katie as well. So you can find out more about her. Um, There's also a quick survey there that we'd love for you to fill out. Just tell us a little bit about you, why you're coming to the site, what you're into. Um, And I thank you all again for listening. Don't forget to use that hashtag art matters podcast to join the conversation and please join us next time. 